Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Do you dream of being CEO of your own empire, running your own company, achieving your life's goals, yet wake up in a cold sweat next to last night's takeout leftovers and a pile of bus ticket stubs? You are not alone. Like many others, you are suffering from a classic case of caviar dreams, tuna fish budget. I'm Margaret Josephs. And I'm Lexi Barbuto. And every week, we'll be talking to influencers, trailblazers, disruptors, and risk takers who'll share their own journey to caviar dreams on a tuna fish budget. Side effects may include increased motivation, boundless happiness, and a fast track to success. Oh my God, you are so pretty. You look great. Oh, you excuse look me, talking pretty. Look at the two of you over you, there. You look so gorgeous. We're the best guest ever. We do. We're very lucky to have you grace us with your presence yes, today. Yes, we have Laura Geller, icon, make celebrity artist. makeup artist. I mean, her own cosmetic company. I'm using stuff by you right now. I just love this blush so much. I'm dying over it. Didn't brighten blush. Didn't brighten yet. Blush. Sun sweat. Yes, and so, sweat. Oh, so yeah. good on the cheek, the best highlighter ever. And this little body glow. I mean, I you can't see it under my outfits now, but this is so good on my legs. I go crazy. You just all your products are great. Thank you. Thank they you, really thank are. you, thank you. I used the Kajal eyeliner in the amethyst, which I am obsessed with. I love oh, the amethyst color. Do you know Kajal liners are the only liners we've ever created that stay on no matter what you do. Like you can cry, you can, whatever, in the rain, they don't disappear until you're ready to take it off. And I've created a million liners. We don't know why, but it just, it is. I just, I just love it. So just, you know, you started your business so long ago, before celebrity makeup artists were celebrity makeup. I mean, 1997. No, but I'm just saying, you really are an innovator in the industry. Well, you know, it's funny because I started off, I mean, obviously I started my own thing in 1997, but I had been doing makeup for a million years before that in theater and film, television. And I started to realize that like everybody I was working on from celebrities to everyday women would say, you know, what good is it? Like, I need to learn what you did because I need to be able to recreate this when I don't have you. And I felt, oh, I got to warn you. Mm, yeah, that's my sidekick. That's a, only, I, I have a sidekick too. We have one too. Don't worry. Who only barks when they hear the other dog barking next door. So I'm hoping it disappears in a minute. But um, anyway, so what I realized was that I loved teaching. Right? It was like my thing. 
and women were learning from me. And I didn't know that was going to be my career path at all. I just opened this store in Manhattan and women came to me. And I also went on location for lessons. And what would happen is after I did the lesson, they would be like, well, I want to buy everything. And I didn't have a line. And I was like, oh, my God. The next thing I know, I'm putting a line together and teaching. And that became my my whole trajectory in my career. Like I stopped going on location. And when QVC came along, which was 1997, um, I remember thinking, I, I don't know how to, I didn't have filming houses. I didn't know anything. I didn't have a mentorship. You know, it was just me, myself, and I self-funded the whole thing. And what happened was when I went on air, not only was I comfortable on air because I was used to being on sets. So like camera crews and all of that was natural for me. But then instead of talking to one woman at a time, I was now talking to millions of people. And so it became like the perfect storm. And I am 24 years there. I'm the longest standing color cosmetic brand there. Wow. That is so impressive. Now, I just want to get to like little Laura Geller. Like growing up, were you always obsessed with makeup, with beauty? Like, were you always in makeup? Like what got you there? (laughs) So really what got me there was I, my mom was very simple, like pancake and a little red lipstick, not a makeup person, not a fashionista. Um, I grew up in a suburb outside of Manhattan, Spring Valley, New York, uh-huh. um, Rockland which, County, Rockland County. And the, some of the mothers on the block were very fashion forward and they would always kind of feel badly for me because I loved what they did and their kids had no interest. Seems to be the case a lot. I noticed that in my career, like if the mother was really into makeup and fashion, usually the daughter wasn't Yes. and vice versa. And so they would do my hair and makeup for like my sweet 16 or if I had a date and I didn't know that I would make a career out of it. Are you kidding me? So I was obsessed with it. I couldn't get enough of it, but I was headed to college like everybody else, right? You think, oh, you got to go to college. But of course, I'm really aging myself. It was like secretarial studies because I didn't know what else to do. And a friend of mine who was um, also into makeup and hair said to me, what, what are you planning to do? I said, I'm going off to college upstate secretarial studies. And she was like, why would you do that? You love makeup. Come with me. I'm going to beauty school. I was like, beauty school? How do you do that? How do I tell my parents? <laughs> And so she said, at least come and meet the owner of the beauty school. I went and he said to me, listen, it's nine months. You need to get your license. You can always go to college after. He said, but you have a gift of gab. He said, that's going to take you really far in this career. I was like, all right, I'll do it. And what happened was I learned hair. I didn't learn a thing about makeup. They didn't teach makeup at beauty school. So he felt compelled to have to find courses in New York City and I schlepped into Manhattan at School of Visual Arts. He didn't know better. He signed me up for theater and film makeup. And I have to tell you, if it wasn't for that course, which was not about fashion makeup, it was about how to age a face, how to use a blood capsule, how to put a bald cap on. It was literally stage makeup. If it wasn't for that course, I'm not sure I would have been as good a makeup artist because what they taught you with that course was 
sculpting, like and understanding the anatomy of a face. Mm-hmm. So I think I got a really great education where a lot of people didn't get that. I got that. And that's what turned me into being a more talented makeup artist. So after that, it was course after course. And I wound up just saying, I got to be in Manhattan. And I got a job at the makeup center, which was a store back in the day Uh that you'd go to for, it was across from city center at the time. And it was a place where famous celebrities, photographers, makeup artists all visited to get theater and film makeup. But then they sold a line of what they called street makeup. That's what color cosmetics was called street makeup. And I knew both. So I was working with Francesca Scavulo, Way Bandy, Kevin O'Quan, and then working with like Broadway actresses that would come in because there's no budget on Broadway for makeup and teaching them how to do their makeup for their parts on Broadway. So I was there for 10 years. I would have never left but they fired me. They fu- no. The- yes. Wow. That's no. embarrassing for them. Yeah. Oh my God. So it was a husband and a wife. I don't know if they're going to hear this whole podcast. Okay. And Get it to them. <laughs> I want to tell okay. you, she, she had a beef with me. I don't know what it was. She just did. Jealous. And I remember going into the office, into his office. She wasn't there. And I said, listen, can I get two weeks off? They only allowed you one week. I wanted to go to Spain and like learn about makeup in Spain. And I was young. And he said, okay, you can have two weeks. I figured I'll go there and I'll find out maybe I'll live in someone's home. And the next day I came back to work and he called me in the office and she was there. And they said, well, she said, nobody tells us that you're going to take two weeks, we tell you. And so you can't have two weeks and therefore you're fired. And I was, I have to tell you, I, I never cried. I can remember crying. I went to my friend's house who lived near that store. How old were you then? Oh, maybe I was around 28. Like, yeah, I wasn't a kid, but I didn't know where my career was going to lead me. And I remember thinking, I can't go to Spain now, which I should have done. Instead, I thought I have to start my own business. I could never work ever again for anybody because I cannot have anybody control me like that. And I took an apartment right near where that store was. And I set up a mirror and lights and I reached out to all my contacts. And before I knew it, I was in Hell's Kitchen on 55th and 8th. I was so busy. I didn't know if I was coming or going, but none of my fancy clients wanted to come to Hell's Kitchen. They were like, <laughs> like, why are you on 8th Avenue? I was like, well, it was near the store. I thought maybe it was, you know, yeah, no, you got to find another location. And so this was all prior to QVC, obviously. Yes. And so I just started renting space in a hair salon. Then I rented space in a clothing boutique on the West side. I'm telling you, I didn't have a business plan. I didn't know where I was going to end up. Which is so impressive that you just did it. You know, when you love what you do and you know that better than anybody, you know, you, you take the hits. You don't care because every day you're getting up and doing something you love. Um, I remember my father, may he rest in peace saying to me all the time, I don't know, you're working very hard and you don't have any money. Something's wrong. You got, you got to figure this out. I know that feeling. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know yeah. that feeling. That's happened to me mm-hmm. endless times. Endless um, times, you, right? Yes, like you trust people and you feel like everyone has your best interest mm-hmm. because you just love what you do and you're creative. And a lot of times I don't think from point A to point B because I'm like, oh, it'll work out. And, you know, I just want it. I know. It, it's crazy. Terrible. Listen, I always say if I would write a book, I, that I would have to book. change. I, I have to change the names to protect the guilty. That's because oh, that's, we're the same people. You know, exactly I, wrote, your line. Oh, I know you wrote a book, but what do you mean? Wait, hold on one second. People? I wrote so a book funny. and I wrote that I changed the names to protect the guilty. Seriously? Yes. yes. The exact thing you said. I changed the names to protect the guilty. Yeah. Oh my God. That's but they know who they are. They the same thing. Oh, they know mm-hmm. who they are. I mean, I have people who say, you know, complaining around town. Oh, she said, bah, 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 bah. Oh yeah. I wrote, I changed the names to protect the guilty. I have to send it to you. Same thing. I mean, I, I've been, I'm sure we've been screwed over the same way left and right. Yeah. Well, you have, you have your business. I mean, Listen, you know what people do. With licensing and everything else. And I didn't read contracts. And then you trust people that I got. Oh, yeah. You know, and this happened. And then I owed my attorney more money than I owed on my mortgage. And it's endless. I know. It's, it's, It's really painful. And I went through a lot of that. You know, people always say, you know, tell us about your journey. I say, how much time do you have? Because really there were a lot of really bad bumps in the road. You know, people stole from me all the time, you know, stole money, embezzled money. I mean, just, you're right. I'm a creative person. I'm a natural born saleswoman and I didn't have the business acumen. So I wasn't watching behind the scenes. I didn't know what was going on because I was so busy keeping up with the front of the house that I wasn't taking care of the back of the house. It was just me. You know, you understand. I, oh, I yeah. understand completely. And a lot of people say to me, well, Margaret, how does this happen to you? I'm like, I, I don't know, because I trust this one and, you, and I trusted this one. I trusted this business partner to take care of this and it wasn't taken care of and got me a lawsuit, left me high and dry, knew when to pack it up. Yeah, and, and people think you're so wealthy and you're doing so great because everything, you know, you're everywhere. Laura Geller is everywhere. You're on QVC. You're just global. And then people just, you know, Fuck your left and right, basically. Yes. And that's what okay, I always true. But, you know, the inspiring thing about you is like, you just put one foot in front of the other mm-hmm. and you just keep going. And I think that's yeah. what the entrepreneurial spirit is. I think that is exactly what it is. I think if you can come out the other side, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have more challenges. But if you come out the other side, you come out stronger and better. And for me, I felt like the turning point was when I had the opportunity, I don't know how much you know, but um, I was at my store and under the gate, somebody dropped an envelope and I opened it up and it was a banker. And she said, do you want to sell your business? And I was at a point where I was on QVC. It was self-funded. I was still doing makeup for some of my private clients in TV and film and, and doing weddings. Like weddings was our thing in New York. And I was going nuts. I was so busy. And I saw this letter. I said, sell my business. Like, what does that mean? And I contacted her. And sure enough, and it took years, I sold my business. I knew you and, sold it, but you stayed on? You stayed on as the front? Yes. The front I, 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 never, I wasn't done. I mean, 
you know, for me, it was like, there's more to do. I, you know, a lot of people don't know Laura Geller Cosmetics. It's, if you watch QVC, you know it. If you knew me from my store, it's not global like Estee Lauder. So I just felt like as long as they'll keep me on and I can be the face of the brand yes. and still do product development, which for me is a must, um, I'll stay. And so it's been since 2012, three different owners, P.S. and by the way, because really? um, yes, three different owners. So that's been a little bit, that's a whole nother chapter in the book, <laughs> you know, getting used to different styles of leadership and how do you move through that when somebody buys your business, you know, how do you speak your voice and hope that you're heard and expect that maybe nobody's going to listen to what you have to say. And so there's been a lot of that over the years. Um, but for me, I just feel like, you know what? I'm still relevant. They still want me. I'm still going to do it. What else do I have to do? I love it. No, I, which I agree. I'm really this, I'm the exact, I think we're very, very similar. similar. I'm the exact same way. I feel very like similar. I'm still around. I reinvented myself because it's like, I had a bad loss that I was like, all right, now it's time to go on housewives. I need a reinvention. And I feel like that's exactly what I do. I, I keep pushing along. Well, I think what you're doing is you're taking opportunities as they present themselves. Yes. And you know that the more opportunities you take and you don't say no to, it's going to lead to something else, which is going to make you even more successful. And it has for you. I mean, it doesn't come without challenge, but it's made you even more notable. Exactly. And I think that's the beauty. It is. Tell me, what point in your life where you're like, oh my God, I really made it. I'm working like on one of your clients. Who is like, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm working on this space. Oh my gosh. So There's mad, been so... What was your first one that you were like? I, I mean, I think for me is when I was working in California in Hollywood and I was working on some of the legends. And so Audrey Hepburn. I, uh, I, I mean, Audrey Hepburn. That's amazing. Audrey Hepburn, Ginger Rogers. I mean, I know I'm dating myself. No, I but because I did. I mean, those are those are classic beauties icons. and and icons. And icons and um. For me, it was like, wow, when am I, I mean, I have a whole book of, of all these celebrities, but I think that the most joy I got, and I love doing it because it sounded good, like, oh, I worked on Audrey Hepburn. The most gratifying thing for me was taking a woman who perhaps didn't know how to put herself together and I could impact and make a change for her in the way she looked with her makeup. To me, that was so much more gratifying than saying I worked on this celebrity or that celebrity, that that's why I ended up opening that store and working with real women. And I had that store for 21 years on the Upper East Side. And it wasn't until I sold the business that the, the people who acquired me said, you know, we don't want the store. It's really not profitable. You can carve it out and keep it. And I was like, I don't want the headache anymore. Uh, yeah, Thank yeah. you. It didn't take long for me to get over not having that store. I miss parts of it, but I don't miss running it and having the headaches. That's for sure. No, I, I know That's what you're saying. Lot. I know there's parts of my business when I closed it, I felt sad. And, and when I see like old product, I feel nostalgic for it. I'm just like, oh, I, 
but you know the pain the torture of setting up at trade shows and oh and people calling that that order was wrong and i needed to be there tomorrow and you just it was you, a you know torture. and then my husband and i it's like you know driving in the car to do something and drop it off because i felt guilty and yeah uh, you know <laughs> christmas eve i know the car um, ride <laughs> yeah we'd be doing crazy crazy things like that which was yeah absolutely insane so, no, so what, stupid so crazy what do you think um is your best piece of like entrepreneur real advice like real advice not like have a business plan but like a real advice i think you're going to agree with this so I'm in the cosmetic business and there's an organization called cosmetic executive women, which didn't exist early on when I really started. So there's so much mentorship availability to people in whatever field today that you're going into. Um, so you need to tap into mentorship and you need to be bold enough to pick up the phone and ask questions. But the real advice that I would say because sometimes I sit, and I wonder if you understand this, if you've done this. Sometimes I sit on like indie panels of up and coming skincare brands, hair care brands, makeup brands through this organization. And it's like speed dating. They have to do their elevator pitch in like a minute. And they start to sound the same. I'm a clean beauty brand. It's all natural. We only are vegan. We're gluten free. And the next one. I'm a clean beauty brand and I think to myself and I tell them, have you done your homework and what makes you different? Because somebody asked me that early on, the buyer at QVC, I'll never forget the head buyer when I first started and I started getting momentum, he was like, what is your brand ethos? Like, I don't see any kind of, you know, tagline. I don't see what you're different about, your packaging doesn't look different, like it all, it's all over the place. You have to do your homework and you have to know your competitors because if you don't have something uniquely different in what you're going to look to launch, whether it's a retail product or not, then you're gonna be decimated because there's too much competition out there today. So what makes you stand apart from the rest? That's always going to be my best piece of advice. I think that's a great piece yeah. of advice. I agree with you yeah. because every, every, so many markets are so saturated mm -hmm. and I, right. I it's hard to cut through the noise now, you know, with social media, it was amazing because it gave people a platform, but yeah, it we didn't have that. We didn't have the beauty of social media. So anybody no. could start a business now. That's right. And you would hope that you got in magazines and that editors wrote you up. Yes. And you know, my walls were lined at my store with every magazine mention. I, I had them all. They're all framed and everything we were in and Oprah's favorites and this and that, right? And everything we could be in. And we would get into the editors by looking them up in the back of magazines. And th those days are That's over. Right. That's what I always tell everybody. It's but all about was, the social media. And there was such an excitement to like, you were featured on Oprah's O list, especially like the holiday. Like, there was such an excitement that, that I miss, you know? Yes. Do, you, do you miss yeah. that feeling, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was just featured. I thought you actually. Oh, were, amazing. I was just featured in the holiday Oprah's O list for best brow product. So oh, that, oh, that never not, happened. I haven't read this that, list. Rats. So congrats. That up. I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah, that's a first. That's a first. And so, you know, you're a good interviewer because you're getting me to talk. And sometimes I forget <laughs> that this is going to be heard by 
what is it? Half a million? Well, Almost a lot half a million. People. I have a lot of people on my, um, I have a lot on my social media and we have a lot that listen to the podcast. So, so I, I, so I'm still going to protect the guilty. Um, but I'm giving up, I'm giving up the deets. I'm, I'm telling you everything. Good. By I, the way, I think you're giving up the deets. So you've had business partners along the way. No. Well, I've had, how do you, were they business? Yeah. The first people were business partners because I had a minority state. Um, but then the second group that he, they sold to a second group and they bought me out completely. And they were, I mean, you could say they were partners, but really I was an, a paid employee. I had a con, I had, that's what I am today. I am. You're still the face of the brand. You're the, you're still, I'm still, and I, and I'm very vocal. I mean, product development probably is the bane of my existence, which I think you understand. It's, um, if it's not good, you know, I don't want to sell it. And I want to deliver quality and, you know, I want it to be unique and innovative. And, you know, that's how I started. That's how I got acquired because I had that. So, you know, every owner wants to make a margin. I get it. Yes. Um, it's expensive to make my product, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. What, tell me, what would you tell your younger self? What advice would you give your younger self? Yeah, that's a good question. I probably say, don't try to act like you know it all and ask, find out how to get the help you need, which I thought I was doing, but I wasn't really doing Maybe, maybe you couldn't have done anything different when I was younger because I picked people and a lot of them were wrong. Um, but it, it would be today, lean into people who are, have walked the path that you're about to walk and are generous of spirit to share the pitfalls and what you can avoid. Um, so it would be that. And also enjoy the victories and stop stressing so much because I never really enjoyed the victories because I was always trying to get further and further that I never smelled the beauty of what I had attained. And I think that, that may just be who I am I and I'm not sure I could have been different. I don't no, know. I agree with you. I, I feel, feel like that that's something ingrained in so many entrepreneurs, so many incredibly successful people we've had have said the same thing that you always strive. Yeah. For Do you more. ever feel like, oh my God, like, cause you are, you are so successful. You aren't using, you've been in business a very long time, which is, which yeah. is amazing in itself because to have the staying power mm -hmm. and be such an unbelievable brand and, and to work on so many faces and just all of these things. Do you feel like, are you ever just like, yeah, I'm just like Laura Geller from, you know, from Spring Valley, New York. I, I'm a, you know, are you just, that's, you just don't feel any different. I don't feel any different, any different. And, and I don't think I should. I mean, my craft, my career is in front of the TV like yours, but I don't think that makes me a celebrity. I think that just means that my business is in front of the television. So you know, I think, you know, it's that, that I don't feel different, but I also, I don't see the success. Like you say, very successful. Like I look to my right, which I always tell my son, my 21 year old son, don't look to your right and don't look to your left because there's always going to be somebody who's further along and more successful. And there's always going to be someone behind you. Just stay in your lane and keep moving forward. The problem is I'm always looking 
to my right. Like, how did they get there before me? How come they got that? I still do that. And I don't I like that part of this thing. Listen, I, I said the same thing. I mean, this sounds, and I'm going to do a review on this on Instagram. You know those disgusting leggings, LuLaRoe, and now there's that big um, Netflix series called uh, Lula Rich, which uh, did, Ooh. they, remember that? When yeah, that I remember out? when the whole thing okay. came out. It was Lula a pyramid scheme. It's a, it's a Lula Rich. It, it's this, okay. They became a billion dollar company very quickly. And they were selling at home. It was almost like uh, Tupperware leggings, Tupperware leggings. And I remember when this company came out, it was called LuLaRoe. And the, initially the prints were cute and they were getting women, you know, stay-at-home moms, people to sell it. And it became very pyramidy. Well, it became a billion dollar company very quickly. I was like, these people, they started this company. Amazing. I go, these are leggings. No, you wear these clothes. No one wants to fuck you in them. I can't imagine... <laughs> Then the most unfuckable they clothing. Hideous. They're hideous. But meanwhile, it became a billion dollar company. It's like a cult. They're getting sued everywhere. There's a big documentary out about it. But when it first came out, I was having a rant. And I'm, I'm schlepping. And I'm 10 times more talented. And I had an envy that was... And then uh, I'll never forget you came to the desk. And at the time, our clothing line, our clothing uh, line was so much. Was a beautiful. It was selling in Bloomingdale's. We were in our friends were people were everywhere, to be and in. everyone's like, "Oh, this Lularoe, this Lularoe." I was like, "Ah, you know." Okay. I was having, so, and how? it's just so funny because I'm the exact same way. I'm like, ah, "How did this happen? How did this?" Happen? I mean, the only redeeming thing is now they're going down in flames. But they, the private planes, the this, they. And that's not redeeming, but I- We are the same person. We are, same we are so the same person because I've seen, you know, it's just funny because I'm the exact same way you are. It's just so funny, but I'm the exact same. And I was a single mother. I don't know about you, but I was a single mom. Yeah, I was with, well, I was married, you know, I was married to a oh. single for a long time and then I wound up leaving, you know, for the contractor, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, for jokes. <laughs> So that was, uh, I wish I had a story to tell. At least you got a story to tell. I've got nothing juicy. You have nothing juicy. No, you have a lot of juice. You have yes. a lot of juice. No, 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 no. It's boring. Love, it's just boring. I love, I love it because you champion women. You mm -hmm. you want women of every age to look beautiful, which I think is so important because you and I are of the same age. And no, I'm a lot older than you. No, you don't look it. But um, I got ten years on you, girlfriend. Oh, you look wow. great. You look great. But fifty-three. Oh, you look fabulous! Amazing. Thank you. But good makeup. It, it good. That's right. Good makeup. But it is true. I think people. You know, the world has become very young, right? But we're we're the people with the with this. People forget about us sometimes. I yes. Think. But yes. we're the ones with the spending power. We're you know. Yes. We still look great, and. And time. I love you have time and on we, your hands. And we have kids time. Are out of the house. Yeah, kids are out of the house. We have time to spend. And I love that, you know, you still champion women of our age group. Yeah. In fact, we did our we did a whole brand dive. It's so funny that you said this because one of the groups that took over my business really was sort of questioning whether I should be the face of the brand anymore. <laughs> and really was. And it was killing me. And they also started, um, you know, putting out to influencers to sort of be the face of the brand. And I mean, influencers that were like 20 years old and influencers that had no, no rationale to be part of my brand. And I was dying because I was like, they are so stupid not using me as long as I'm here. And the customer, it's, I built loyalty, like, why aren't they using me? 
And finally, it fell on their face. It, it was, it was, they realized it was not working. But not until this group did we do a whole brand, um, what do they call it when they do a brand makeover? They, um, I, I can't think of the name no, right I now, but. A, they, a relaunch, a re, a, yeah. uh, not a, re, not, what is it, a brand? Um, where they go in and they do, they find out the demographics, they yeah, redo the, the oh, yeah, logo. They brought in consultants. Brand DNA. Yeah. The brand DNA. You got it. And this group was so smart. They found that the, the, the audience we appeal to is over 40. And we decided we would start marketing directly to women over 40. And I mean 40 plus. And so Fran Drescher recently has been the face of our brand. Um, we have a couple other things coming up that people are going to be very excited to see. And I was so proud of them. I was like, thank God somebody's listening. They, we have the most disposable income. We care about how we look. There's enough people out there appealing to the 19 and 20 and 30 year olds. There's an, that's crowded as can be that space. Let's really talk to who we are and know who you are. And that's another piece of advice. You can't be everything to everybody. Know who you are and who you're marketing to. I agree. And so and I'm proud of that. Yeah. So anybody who's thinking about selling their business, I'm just saying you should, because you should always take money when you can, if it's the right money. And you don't always know that at the beginning, when you go into bed with somebody, if it's the right money, um, you learn about people, but take it, it because they believe in you. And so, and you need the help because I couldn't have grown the way I did without the infrastructure and without the capital. There's no way I would have been where I am today without that person. So I'm grateful to God for that and to that person. I just feel like I've been teaching um, every group. You know, it takes them a couple of years till they finally realize who the brand is and, and, and want to really listen to me. And so, you know, it takes time. But listen, I'm open. If somebody has a good idea, bring it on. I mean, I, I'm open. I'm open. I know. I think you've probably had so many of these in yes. your career, but which is the one that really stands out to you as your real big girl panty moment? Which is like the moment that I knew that my business was, was going to change. Like the, yeah. what, any moment in your life that you were like, this is it. This is my biggest defining moment where it's sink or swim. If I don't pull up these big girl panties and get on with it, it's over. I think you probably know what my answer is going to be. It was my debut on QVC. Mm -hmm. It was for sure my debut on QVC. I, I wouldn't have known then that it was going to go on. But I knew that if I didn't do well in that airing, that they may not ask me back. But I never knew what was to come. I remember QVC came to me. Mm -hmm. um, I had gone to a cosmetic executive women function. And the beauty buyer at the time knew my PR person. And my PR person introduced me. They said, oh, we've heard of you. We'd like to come talk to you. They came to the store. And I put together a contour and highlight kit <coughs> because that's what my strength was, like how to re-sculpt the face. And she came to the basement. We sat down and she said, okay, what do you got? What are you going to put on air? I said, oh, like a contour and highlight kit. She goes, okay, how much are you charging me? 
and I, it was a three piece kit and it was all private label. Like I just stuck my a plastic label on it. I didn't know, you know, and this is what, that's how I bought product for my store back in the day. Nothing wrong with it, but I wasn't in a position to order the quantities QVC would eventually order and then make my own. And she said, $7.50. She said, you're not going to make a penny if, I, if you only charge me $7.50. I said, I'm not. I was guessing at everything. She goes, what, are you crazy? She goes, I'll give you $10. I said, sold. So she gave me a purchase order for $750. And I remember we had to put these three-piece kits together. And I made it up. I liked purple. So I ordered reams of purple tissue. Then I called my customer whose husband was in the premium business so he could logo a clear bag with a drawstring. Then I called my best friend, may she rest in peace, Jana. And I asked Jana, can you do like an insert? She goes, yeah, I have print shop deluxe on my computer. <laughs> I was like, done. I got this. Oh my now God, I love it. How do you pack out 750 kits? I didn't know how to do that. So I called my mother and I said, do you still have the bridge table in the garage? And she said, yes. I said, I need the bridge table at the store and I need you to call all your friends. They need to come and pack out 750 kits. I got to send to QVC. She invited Faye and Thelma and Faye Morris. And Thelma. And I all, love it. They all came so slow, but the best wrapping job you'll ever see, but slow, two weeks, 750. I had to give them food. I got pizzas for them. <laughs> and uh, I sent it to QVC. I drove down to QVC with the manager of my store, who I loved and still keep in touch with. And we slept over the night before at the local hotel. I get, to, I get up in the morning. I walk to the elevator. She meets me there, and I had a panic attack. And she said, what are you panicking about? I said, I'm freaking out. I never sold 750 of anything in my, of, of, let alone one skew of 750 in my store. And so she said, get over yourself. You're not a celebrity. There was a man just selling a mop and he sold out. Now, come on. And I was like, you know what? She's right. And I schlepped it over there and I was on with the leading presenter at the time, Lisa Robertson, who's a yeah, very I dear friend of mine. Lisa Robertson, yeah. yes. Beautiful Lisa, who still remains a very dear friend today to me. And when there was no media training, but like I said, when I hit the set and the red light came on, I was okay. You're, it was like, part, oh my God. You were made for yes. TV. You were made for TV. I don't know about that. All I know is I sold out in seven minutes and came off there crying like a baby, you know, all the emotion. Yes, of course. Yeah. And then I got a fax, like within days at my store, you know, you know, like the thin paper faxes at the time for 1200 of the same kit and the same friends came over, my mother's friends and I had to feed them. It, it took <laughs> years to figure out there was such a thing as a fulfillment house. Talk about not having any mentorship. I know. So, I mean, listen, the crap we used to do. It's so crazy. Yeah. I want to ask a few superficial questions. Um, who's like celebrity who do you think whose face do you want to get your hands on whose makeup looks like shit i mean nothing you know they're still beautiful but they, you know you, they could need do a, little a little upgrade could do a little upgrade you know it's funny i'm i'm really not doing makeup anymore so i 
I don't really think about that anymore, to be yeah, very you honest. You look at someone, you're like, oh, she's a gorgeous who would, girl. Who but, would you know. bring you back into the game to be like, I got to fix that? It's a social responsibility. Yeah, there is. I mean, listen, I. <laughs> it's a social responsibility. Yes, like I get that way with people, you know? I, you know what? I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the truth. I do look at your makeup on your show, Margaret, and I look at all the gals there and I watch very carefully. And there are times I just want to come over sometimes and blend the blush no, in or. I agree. I agree. Not you. I'm but not saying you. Some of us literally look like overly done. I don't wear a lot of foundation. I'm not a foundation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I have good. Because skin. you don't need it. I don't need yeah. it. But my first season, second season, listen, I'm not going to name who was doing my makeup then. I went back to my old makeup bars, thank God, the last three years. Um, and I have two great people doing my makeup now. But who did my makeup first and second season, oh, I, it was heavy and aging. But and at the time, it was one of those things where it was like, well, I'm going on the show. I guess I should be in the rotation of that TV show makeup. But you you find what works for you yeah it was just too much it was just too much it was very aging and margaret can i ask you a question yes right now you look so gorgeous did you I, do your own I, makeup yeah i did my own makeup upstairs i was hurrying to get ready for you but I, and i was rushing yeah i did it myself i put on my own little makeup upstairs i want to tell you something sometimes we can do better ourselves sometimes i mean not that you don't look good i haven't seen you this season but clearly you've evolved. Thank you. And yes. you, you do a, I'm looking at you. I mean, Thank I would you. tell I you that you I look, have on your, your blush right now. Right, right. Blush and brighten. Blush and brighten. Yeah, I have that on. Yeah. Which is yeah, great. It's, it's, you look beautiful. You Thank look you. absolutely You're beautiful. So Thank you. I'm obsessed with this lip oil. Lexi just this, stole the lip I oil. stole, you sent from Margaret, but I just stole this one. <laughs> myself. But this treat and go lip oil is incredible. Oh my God. And just uh, as you mo you both probably know this, but the higher the shine of lip and that treatment um, oil is very high shine. The higher the shine on your mouth, the younger you will look and the fuller your lips will look. Something you probably both know, but maybe other people listening don't know that. So I will always tell people, especially if they have thin lips, high shine. And you know, if you have a problem with things bleeding, so you're afraid to use shine, you need my waterproof eye spackle, eye, but you cheat and you use it around your lip and it stops oh, all your Sometimes lips. I have a little bleeding oh, issue. I got a little. Yeah. So waterproof spackle is used on the eyelid. Listen to me starting to talk about product. No, that's but it water it waterproofs anything you put on top of it, like at a waterproof liner and shadow. I put it around my lips and it stops your lipstick from feathering and migrating everywhere. It's I like just a little that. tip. I like that. That's good. Now, I know you only use your own products, which I love. I love Thank that. You. Because if you create in a full line, why would you need anyone else's products? That's true. So if there were yeah. three things that our listeners should really have in their makeup, like the three essential things that people don't always think of. I would say, <clears throat> oof. I'd say that waterproof eye spackle, I'm not even kidding. That's like arsenal. That's like, it's the stuff that goes underneath sometimes that makes everything look better. So I would say that, I would say our bronze and bright. Those are made in Italy, they're hand poured. I like, I love everything Italian. Me too, everything. And so bronze and brighten is like a desert island because not only can you use it as a 
unbelievably natural bronzer, but you can use it for contour, eyeshadow. Um, so to me, bronze and brighten would be the other thing. And depending on what you need, I would probably say if you want natural coverage, balance and brighten, which is foundation for like a natural finish. But if you need coverage, you've got a lot of hyperpigmentation, you need the baked double take foundation. And that's, I keep that right here at all times because I need coverage. And I literally, I'm, I'm the lazy girl guy to makeup. I'm telling you, I can do a makeup in 10 minutes. I literally go like this. Even though it comes with like a fancy brush, I don't have time for a freaking brush. <laughs> I use the sponge. I wash it out when I remember. And that's what gives me an even canvas. And it's breathable, but I, it gives me more coverage. So balance and brighten or double take, bronze and brighten, and ice, waterproof eye spackle. Those are my three. Love I it. love it. Perfect. Love it. Laura Geller. That's what you gotta have. One more major question, the delusion question, yes. and then we're gonna we're gonna cut you loose to gossip with you. <laughs> you gotta have a lamb's wool paddle. Do you oh, have a lamb's wool paddle. I like that lamb's wool paddle. What do you use that for? Have you never seen that? No. no. Okay, so when you're all done with your makeup and you go, oh crap, I have a line here or I didn't blend this in. What do you do to blend it? What are you currently doing? I'd like to know. Put a little sponge on my fingers. Mistake. Big mistake. You're wiping it off and you're not blending it. This, you go like this. <laughs> I like that face. And it, air, it, it airbrushes everything you have on so that everything is seamless. You can't see a line. And it doesn't remove the makeup. It just soft focuses it. Oh, I would not know that. I don't know. Marge, my mother's going to love that. My mother's yes. like a big makeup queen, too. She's going to love that lamb's wool brush. She I is. must get that. All right, yeah. so one last question. I always say I, I attribute my success to 50% delusion, 50% determination. Percentages do you think you are? Wow, that's a great question. Nobody's ever asked me that. <laughs> Holy cow. I would say for me, um, it's definitely determination, like the majority of it is determination, and then 70% determination. Because there's a lot of product out there. It's a crowded space. So even though I think my product's the best, not everything is the best, but most of it is superior. Um, I would say that I'd have to attribute probably 65-35. Determination 65-35 product that I believe in it so much. All right. Great. I love that. Well, you are just beyond Such a good question. So smart. You know, charismatic, a genius, just so empowering, inspiring. inspiring to so many. Everyone who's going to listen to this, I just, this was so fun for me. I love this. This is this like is my really favorite. Fun. Thank you so for much me too. for being on. Thank you. My pleasure. My Thank pleasure. You.